Well, welcome back, friends. Happy to have you here on this lovely, lovely June 10th. And we want to welcome to the program Father Martin O'Reilly, who's the pastor of St. Mary, Mother of the Church Parish in Bordentown, and also the co-chair of the Diocese of Trenton Eucharistic Revival. And we're going to talk all about that today. So, Father Martin, welcome to the program. Jim, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, Cheryl and I were just saying, this this month's edition of The Monitor uh, has so many wonderful articles about the Eucharistic Revival, so our listeners can certainly uh, read all about it in The Monitor. But if you can, tell us a little bit, what, what is a Eucharistic Revival? Eucharistic Revival, um, really probably for most people, may remember back a number of years ago, the Pew Research Center had published um, a survey that they had conducted, and it had something like 59% of uh, Catholics in America didn't believe in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. And I know there may have been some questions over the, uh, the methodology used, but I think that's immaterial in many ways, because I think it kind of spurred the bishops of America to sit back and ask themselves, hold on a minute, have we been taking a lot of this for granted? Uh, have we, in the sense of uh, thinking that everyone believes? So really, it, it was a kind of a wake-up call, uh, not just to the bishops, but to all of us, uh, and poses the question to each of us, to what extent do I truly believe in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist? Mm. Now, I know for many of us that um, we go to Mass, we expect to receive Holy Communion, and many of us kind of go on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And I think this Eucharistic revival is really helping us to, to kind of pause and stop and ask ourselves the question, what is it that I really believe, I, i.e. the Eucharist, but also in, in, in other aspects of faith as well. So the bishops of America had felt it was necessary for us to revisit this and to help our people, all of our people, to really to come to a better, to come to a deeper, to come to a more meaningful appreciation of what it was that Christ gave us on Holy Thursday night, and what it was that he gave his disciples, and to ask them to continue to give this to my people, not just those around you presently, but generation after generation, because I want them to know that I am with them always. And what better way to have Christ with us only to physically receive him in the Eucharist? So yeah. really, from that pew, it has really, how would I say, kick-started a whole uh, thought process, a whole re-evangelization, a whole catechetical uh, movement for all of us, really, to ask the question, what is it that I believe? That's beautiful, Father. And, you know, I my uh, thought goes back to 1976, when in Philadelphia we had a Eucharistic Congress. So would you say these are kind of two different things? Well, not really. I wouldn't say that they're two different things. Um, I think the Eucharistic Congresses that have been held in many different countries, I know it was held in my own country in Ireland Mm -hmm. back in, I believe, 2012. Mm -hmm. Um, There is that in itself. It's an event, it's an occasion, and and it's wonderful. But I think this is a little bit more deeper. I feel it's a little bit more deeper because I think it has a specific focus on the catechesis of the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. I think it really is, in a sense, to uh, re-educate ourselves on what the Eucharist is and what it is that Christ has given us and why he gave it to us. And I think that's important. It's why Christ gave us 
his body and blood. And, and really, whenever I'm uh, celebrating First Holy Communion with the kids, I would say to them, like, you know, uh, what does food in general do for us? And they say, well, it helps us to grow. It, you know, it helps our bones to grow. It helps our minds to grow. It helps us to grow. And I said, well, here's the thing. The disciples gathered around that table. They're already grown uh, adults. They already knew how to feed themselves. So in what way did Christ want them to grow by him feeding them? And really the answer was in faith. So the Eucharist is really food for our faith. Mm. Um, until we appreciate the value of that food, then we may not fully appreciate what our faith really is. Mm-hmm. And we all need that refreshment and renewal mm-hmm. and re-education no matter where we are. We think, wow, I, I get it. I appreciate it. But, you know, yeah. to take that challenge and go even deeper. And on a very small scale, it makes me think of when we were all— um, quarantined from the pandemic, and many of us were uh, away from receiving the Eucharist weeks, maybe months. And then that first time that you went back to church to receive the true body and blood of Jesus, I I mean, I, as as a music director, I'm up front and I have a great um, visual of the parishioners coming forward. There wasn't a dry eye. I mean, they were just so emotional and tears filled our eyes. So it was taken away from them for a while. And then when you came back, uh, there was that just beautiful uh, reconnecting with Christ. There is. And many other faithful, um, as you know, have returned and have returned with uh, great joy and appreciation. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we're very consciously aware, too, that there are many who haven't, yeah. who in many ways have become comfortable on the couch. Yeah. And like some would still, and, 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 and that is true, there's some who are still quite uh, anxious and afraid because the coronavirus, mm-hmm. unfortunately, hasn't went away. And some uh, people do have... Uh, underlying issues and really for medical reasons can't and shouldn't really mm-hmm. return because of that. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, there are many others who really can but have become comfortable on the couch. Now, um, maybe I'm deviating a little bit here, but um, one of the ideas that we're hoping to promote in the Diocese of Trenton is the Eucharist in the home. So, and I tell you where this is coming from. It's coming from the the the, the scripture passage where um, Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector, small guy, and was despised by everyone because he was a tax collector, despised by the Romans because they never really thought a whole lot of the Jewish uh, people anyway, but very much despised by his own people because he was gathering taxes from them to give to the Romans and also as well to padding his own pocket as well, or they perceived it that he was padding his pocket. So anyway, he never thought in his wildest dreams that Jesus would speak to him. Not alone not speak to him, but definitely not call to his home. So whenever Jesus had come over to the, to the tree and said, Zacchaeus, uh, come down, I want to have supper in your house this evening, like Zacchaeus was flabbergasted. He just couldn't believe this was happening. And all those around think, does Jesus truly know who this guy is? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. He did go to Zacchaeus' house. He did sit at Zacchaeus' table. He did eat whatever it was Zacchaeus had given him. Now, here's a good thing. We have no idea what the conversation was, but what we do know, it changed Zacchaeus' life. So what we're trying to promote in the diocese to the opportunity of priests and deacons and uh, uh, particular Eucharistic ministers chosen by the pastor 
and that they would be commissioned for just this period of time of the Eucharistic revival, that they would bring the Eucharist in a prayerful way to people's home and have a holy hour in the home. So what we're encouraging people to do is either A, their own family, or maybe some of uh, their neighbors, maybe, for example, a neighbor who uh, can't make it to Mass because of their health or their, their, their lack of means of travel, or maybe someone who got comfortable on the couch, who watches Mass on TV, but just hasn't come back to church, maybe to invite them into their home and to sit with the Eucharist. Now, our deacon or priest or Eucharistic minister, they will have a structured holy hour, and that they will lead them in prayer for that hour, and then the, 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 the minister who has brought the Eucharist at the hours of will bring the Eucharist straight back to the church. So in other words, they're completely responsible for the care of the Eucharist in the home. And it's in, to me, it's like a Zacchaeus moment where they maybe have, could never believe in their wildest dreams that Jesus would actually sit at their table. Mm. This is what we're wanting to do, oh, that Jesus fabulous. is acceptable, mm. that Jesus is open to them. Jesus wants to sit with them. That's how much Jesus loves us. And that's what the Eucharist is. It's the physical presence of Jesus right here with us. And he wants to sit at your table. So this is what we're hoping to promote, and this is what we're hoping that people will do that, will invite Jesus into home. And I'd be saying to people, have no more than eight or nine people. Mm-hmm. Keep it intimate. Mm-hmm. And let it just be reflective. Let it be prayerful. Let it be an opportunity for you in your own heart, your own mind. Jesus, this is what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening with me right now. This is what I am experiencing right now. And I want to tell you, and I'm, I'm a firm believer, as it did for Zacchaeus, I do feel for those who open their hearts like the kids did, their lives will be changed by inviting Jesus into their home, which is really in all of tense of purposes a metaphor for inviting Jesus into your heart. Mm-hmm. Amen. We're talking with Father Martin O'Reilly. He's the pastor of St. Mary, Mother of the Church Parish in Bordentown, and a co-chair of the Diocese of Trenton Eucharistic Revival. Now, as I understand it, Father, the, the National Revival launches next week on the Feast of Corpus Christi. Uh, Anything happening locally that our listeners can be aware of or should be aware of? Yeah, we are encouraging all our pastors in all the parishes here in the diocese to have uh, a Eucharistic procession. Now, some it can be quite elaborate. Uh, For others, it can be quite simple. Uh, But what we're hoping is that they will, you know, in a sense, to speak on it uh, in their homilies, to talk about the Eucharist and the significance of processing with the Eucharist uh, uh, among the people. In other words, the, sy- the symbolism of Jesus walking among you. And that is the, the kickstart that we will have. Uh, every parish will have at least one um, Eucharistic procession um, that weekend. Now, the bishop, uh, Bishop O'Connell, is celebrating the Eucharist at 11 o'clock at Corpus Christi Parish in Willingboro, and that will be to, to officially begin our Eucharistic revival uh, for the next three years. So it'll be beginning uh, at Corpus Christi Parish, Sunday the, the 19th at 11 a.m. And obviously, if anyone wishes, they're more than welcome to come and to join us. That, and that aspect. We're also having on the 18th of June our Eucharistic uh, Revival Picnic. Now, it also, in a, in a way, marks the closing of the year of St. Joseph, but also begins 
the next three years for the Eucharistic revival. We're having a picnic in um, Turkey Swamp Park, which is in Freehold, and it begins at 11 a.m., and Bishop O'Connell will be celebrating the Eucharist at 11 a.m. And after the Eucharist, then we will have a number of party games for kids. We'll have face painting, we'll have soccer, we'll have uh, volleyball, we will have a whole lot of games, cornhole, all of that there, fun games for family and and, and uh, for kids, but also, too, at what is called the uh, council uh, ring, which is really a, a fire pit, and the Eucharist will be, after Mass, will be exposed there and uh, for all of the day till, till, till 3 p.m., and we'll finish up with benediction, and there'll be music there, so people can come and be with Jesus uh, in the park and spend some personal time there with prayer, maybe to come with their family, maybe if you haven't been doing this, to take your kids and at least pray on our Father and a Hail Mary, to introduce them to Jesus, to introduce them to sitting with Jesus and allowing Jesus to sit with them. So that will be happening there as well. But also, too, uh, before the day ends, we will be encouraging the young people and their parents with them to go on what you'd call a spiritual or a scriptural treasure hunt. So there will be Scripture passages strategically placed uh, along the pathway from the, the games, where the games will be held in the, in, the, in the large field, along the pathway going to the Eucharistic adoration. So as they move along, there will be Scripture passages that they themselves will be able to take and reflect on. Plus there will be little novelty games there, little novelty uh, trinkets for the kids also, so, so as to keep them interested. And also, too, that as they look back in those little trinkets, they'll remember where they got them. Mm-hmm. They'll remember what the occasion was. They'll be hopefully, please God, remember that this was received on our journey to visit Jesus. Um, so that's the, 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 the concept of that as well. So that's happening at uh, the 18th of June at Turkey Swamp Park, and it's open to everyone. Everyone's invited, and it begins at 11 a.m., with the celebration of the Eucharist with Bishop O'Connell. Mm. And it finishes then with benediction at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. This is wonderful, Father, and my goodness, um, I commend and kudos and great multitude of thanks to all of the committee. It's just brilliant, brilliant from one end to the other. And it, it sounds like this has been probably on your hearts and minds for three years in the planning. I mean, this is beautiful. And and as you mentioned, it's a three-year uh, yeah. re- revival and renewal ending three years from now on a— um, then there'll be like a national uh, revival meeting or, or convention or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. There is. Uh, oops. Um, did I just lose you? I hope not. Nope, no, we're gotcha. here. There, there is, and uh, we're, it finishes in July. I can just, I can give you the date if you, if you, if you so wish. Sure. Uh, in twenty twenty four, I think it's the yes, the seventeenth to the 21st of July, twenty twenty four, uh, in uh, Indianapolis. It's the National Eucharistic Congress, uh-huh. so that will be taking place from the seventeenth to the twenty first. So that in a sense, will bring us all together, those of us who wish to come together. And really, that, for me, is um, a gathering 
to affirm each other. It's it's also a mark of solidarity. It's it's also um, an expo of what it is that we all believe in and what it is that Jesus has done for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So really, it, it should be viewed in a sense of that I'm not going there to get something. I'm going there to bring something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what I'm bringing is my faith. And what I'm bringing uh, is my love. What I'm bringing is what I have received from God, and I want to share it with you. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what, for me, anyhow, that 17th to the 21st of July in 2024, to me, that's what the statement is. It's about not what I'm going to get there, because here's the thing. You will obviously come home with more than what you've brought, but yet and all, it's, it's what I'm bringing. Yeah. And that's really what it's about. It's what I'm bringing to the table. Well, Father, Mar- Mar- Father, we're a little bit out of time here, but I, I want to thank you so very much for being with us, but especially for all that you're doing. And, of course, over the next three years, as we as we go through this revival here in the diocese, I hope that you'll come back and join us and fill us in on what's going on. and Give us updates. Absolutely. Love to. Yeah, I mean, listen, we have only just really scratched the surface there. There is a whole swathe of things, like, I mean, that we are working on at the moment, and there will be going out bit by bit to parishes because— the thing about it is the first year really is at a diocesan level. And what I mean by that, and I know you're, we're, we're, we're caught for time, is that we're going to be touching on the larger numbers, like, for example, our priests, uh, our religious uh, teachers, and we're also looking at our Catholic schools. And then the second year will be more on the ground with the parishes and to focus on the parish and what it is that the parishes can do. Mm-hmm. And not just as individual parishes. Actually, I would even encourage that uh, parishes should come together and to do things together, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a cohort or maybe as a deanery. So because that can be oftentimes more life-giving, mm-hmm. because really, in all attempts and purposes, it highlights that, you know, the, the, the parishes should not be seen as individual, that we should be seen as one family uh, praying and sharing with another family. Like yes. parishes should be seen as family units. Yes. Right. as opposed to individual parishes, seems as family use. So we'll be working on that, and uh, as time moves on, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really very um, uh, excited about this. I really am, because Good. when we're talking about the Eucharist, we're talking yes. about uh, Jesus. Amen. And yes. hey, he won't, he won't leave us alone in this. He'll be right there with us. Saying, Go for it, guys. All Go right. for it. Well, Father, again, we'll look forward to, over the next three years, having you back often and share the good news with us. But thanks today for being with us and for all the good work, and uh, God bless you, and, and we'll talk to you soon, I hope. And we'll pray for the entire effort. Thank you. God bless you both, and I appreciate the time. Thanks, Father. Thank, thank you. you for everything. God, God bless, bless you. you. Thank you.